<clears throat> hear ye, hear ye, the dishonorable widow Abigail will now speak. Attention all weirdos, losers, rednecks, white trash, aliens, outcasts, outliers, sluts, whores, gangsters, thugs, poors, and anyone else who the world and society don't care about. I have a podcast for you. Come join me at the Manic Pixie Weirdo where we talk about all the different kinds of relationships we have in our lives. From movies to math and suicide hotlines to sex. Join us every Saturday for a new episode featuring yours truly and other smarter folk. We need you and we want you with us. So come join us at the Manic Pixie Weirdo, where we accept, respect, and value you. Listen on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh yeah, be kind and stay weird. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, this is Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio. Besides Star Wars, if you're itching to dive deep into all things geek, park your speeder right here at the Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. And may the Force be with you always. What is up, everybody? Let's uh, look at all those wonderful faces. Hey, Shanti and uh, Brad. How's it going, everybody? Hello. Uh, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. I can, I can okay. hear you. Can you hear me? Awesome. Yeah, can you hear me? excellent. I'm uh, trying a new microphone setup. Hope you uh, can hear me. Um, everybody in the chat, look at little Dax. That's a Star Wars name if I heard one if i ever heard one <laughs> uh brad you uh you surprised us you are here live yes scarif live yeah how's everybody doing uh well Good. the uh, camino camino came and went uh yeah, right supposed to come again i guess uh but uh we're, we're we're good we're all good here how are you boring conversation anyway <laughs> sweet jacket robe oh thank you got my rogue one my uh cassian andor jacket and um i said that i was gonna dig it out and uh melanie uh encouraged me to bring it out um i'm gonna do the um i'm gonna do the luthan hood move ready oh, again ready? yeah do it. yeah well i did it before we went on air but i'm gonna do it for our friends um so let's see if i do it as uh As good as Luthen did it. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. I need some like background music or some dramatic music. So anybody? No? Yeah, you can dub it later. That was that was rough. Ouch. Yeah. That was more Han. No, on, you off, need to do his Miss Universe wave. Oh yeah. Miss Universe. Oh yeah. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. So all right. All right. Um, welcome, everybody, to the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. If you are new to the show, thank you very much for joining us and finding us. We have uh, a great lineup tonight. We, uh, as you can tell by the on-screen graphics, we are going to be talking about episode four uh, from the new Disney Plus show called Andor. Right? Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, uh, like what is the name of the title the, of this episode? It's called Aldani. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is reference to the um, the lowlands or the highlands of Scotland planet. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, who do we have in the chat? Um, and we also have a very special guest joining us that uh, I have a very special question ready for uh, for him. And um, only he can answer it because uh, we'll, we'll get to it. But who do we have in the chat? Um, our friends, uh, Tina, we got Dale in the chat. Melanie, our wonderful patron, 
um, Hectalorian and um, let's see, GeForce Racing, Lunar Girl, as always. Um, oh, and before I forget, um, we put up the patron site uh, that is pinned to the chat. If, uh, if you guys um, are so inclined to become a patron, just like our wonderful patrons that support our channel, um, helps us keep the light on and helps us, uh, you know, do all these wonderful uh, live shows that we do. Um, and it also encourages us to be the best that we can here at the Scare Scuttlebutt podcast to bring you the best content on the interwebs. Thank you so much for, uh, for considering uh, becoming a patron. Um, any amount will do and we'll send you some cool swag. Uh, one of the things that I love to do is uh, put things in a box and send them out to to our friends so uh mm -hmm. we like to do a lot of that stuff but um let's when see he's not here. uh pissing people off and offending people on twitter oh my <laughs> god do i do that do i offend people on twitter hmm. All just right. for the record guys uh i used to do most of the posting from the uh, scarif account uh you can send all your hate mail towards roe as he does mostly <laughs> tweeting from the scarif account so it's not me so don't send that shit my way it's actually pretty funny you know and what? I have no access, which is smart. Brad, I, I learned from the best. <laughs> you, you did. <laughs> oh, man. I but, stopped um, trolling. It's just too easy nowadays. It is I too know. Easy. Too it is easy. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, we are, um, we kind of uh, tongue in cheek a lot of stuff here um, on the internet because uh, you just can't take any of this seriously. We're talking about, uh, you know, space fairies and laser swords and things like that but um absolutely so um aldani episode four of the uh, andor we're gonna get in we're gonna get bring in our uh, special guest uh stephen kent and i do have a very special question for him um and one of the biggest uh reasons i have this question specifically for him let's bring him in and say hello first of all um mr stephen kent how you doing hey doing all right Excellent. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, it's a it's another great week for Star Wars. It <laughs> certainly is. Um, we'll get to the nitty gritty, um, but I do have a question. And obviously, because of uh, of your experience in the world of politics and saving the galaxy with uh, with the Force and things like that, and all fixing. your experience, we're fixing it. Fixing it. it. We are fixing it. Can't, it. can't be saved. I can't be. <laughs> That's a fact. I, I, uh, fixing, you know, fixing is what Han Solo and Chewbacca do. They like, you, you know, go. put band-aids on things, use duct tape to put everything back together. But you know, is it going to hold? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But uh, because of your experience and all that stuff, and beltways and banthas and Washington and all that wonderful stuff, and and this obviously this this show is really kicking ass um, as far as uh, the Star Wars community is going. We, we've got a, a brand new um kicking just a new... kicking ass that is uh that's ass, very man. Well, that's very andor language there uh, you, you know, go that you're using that you're using right there yeah, exactly <laughs> the shit it's shit. the shit andor is the shit but i i do have a serious question yeah. for you because of your background because of your experience um out of all the characters all out of all the new characters or you know also the new the uh the legacy characters or the characters that we know um, on Andor, a very special question for you because of your background. Who would you ship? <laughs> Which two characters in Which Andor? Which two characters in Andor would you ship? Inquiring oh, minds want to know. Uh, so I don't. You're gonna have to help me with character names. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So the angry uh, rent a cop. Uh, so he's our lead character from the 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 security forces, right? The one uh, that actually said shit, or the bo his boss? Well, the, the, deputy, the, the deputy inspector, the overly ambitious Karn. one, the the, the lieutenant. Right? Oh, okay, Karn. Karn. Yeah. Karn. Yeah. So it'd have to be Karn, uh, and it would have to be homoerotic. Um, so uh, Andor. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice. going to happen. Nice. It's gonna happen. You, you heard of your first. Bravo. Yeah, right. I mean, because like when, when, when Cassian got away at the end, you know, he had this like look of abject horror, but also <laughs> I think he was really, really, you know, he liked it. That's too funny. <laughs> the whole, the whole experience. <laughs> oh, and I just saw, I saw some of your posts earlier, uh, your uh, Yoda statuette behind you. It looks really fantastic. 
Oh, oh thank cool. you. Yeah, I uh, I yeah. put in put in some serious work on this bad boy. Yeah, look um, at that. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going. I'm working on the on making a couple more and and selling them. So, oh um, well, I can I can I can tell you tonight where to get them. <laughs> DM us. I'm very interested. Yeah. I saw that. and I'm like, oh my god, that looks really nice. It's really. Pretty. Um, last week Brad had that question of uh, trying to uh, rate the first three episodes. We had a nice. Um, little thread of, of three episodes that arc that uh, that we were treated to on the premiere. Uh, we only got one episode, and it almost seems unfair to give uh, a star rating on just a single episode because um, obviously, you know, I, I feel it was a little truncated, a little. Um, it stopped at a point where I, you know we I think most of us wanted more. Um, but um, let let's go around the. Um, Let's go around the table and, and give our, our uh, star review, uh, one out of 10 stars, as we um, did it last week. Um, let's, uh, let me start with you, Steve. Okay, yeah. So kind of like right now, I'm at a, I'm at a seven, um, and that's, uh, that's not bad. Like seven is a, a, you know, a great, great score for anything. Uh, you're, you're well above five. I, I think I just, I haven't fallen in love with it yet. Uh, they've done all this sort of stage setting and episode four was the first time we actually saw star warsy things mm -hmm. the the imperial core the empire you know imperial uniforms uh, we still haven't even seen a stormtrooper yet so not that i care about that but like it it is those kinds of things that let you know like hey you're watching a star wars thing um, and these first three episodes were incredibly restrained and disciplined and actually dedicated to taking people to a part of the galaxy where the empire and the rebellion is not top of mind for everyone. And I love it. Um, but I, I'm not in love with the show yet. So I'm at a seven uh, and we're headed in a really good direction. So. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. The good points. Shanti, what about you? This last ten, episode. Ten. ten? Oh, wow. Yeah. Why I ten? Really loved, I don't know. I just really loved because I was so sucked in and, and I just was fully engaged with this one and, and just kind of some of the surprises. And uh, there was one thing in particular, uh, kind of like what Stephen was saying, like, I know everyone is waiting to see, you know, more Imperial stuff in Empire. You know, people keep on commenting that we haven't seen a Stormtrooper yet. But you know what? I kind of like that because absence makes the heart grow fonder. So in this episode, when Andor was like, get down because you could hear the TIE fighter coming yeah. and you hear the noise and you finally see it fly over. That got me so excited because it was just sure. that little taste. And I was like, I was like, a TIE fighter. So I kind of like that. We're not, it's not right in our face right now. It, it actually just makes it more thrilling and exciting when you finally do see it. So yeah. And then, of course, Luthen, and, I mean, this episode was just absolutely amazing. Absolutely. Uh, I totally agree. Um, Brad, what about you? So I never re-watched the first three episodes. I had to re-watch this episode because I, I thought it was that good. Uh, I loved it. Uh, and just about everything that I didn't like, you know, I commented on last week about the first three episodes was negated by this episode. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to give it a 10 because, you know, I like to leave room for an improvement and I honestly sure. don't think it was a 10 either. Uh, but, uh, you know, I said what, six last week. Seven. Uh, I think you said seven, maybe. Okay. Seven. Maybe I was thinking six and I gave it a seven. Um, but, uh, I'm going to go solid 8.5 on this one. And I really like the direction that it's going in. Nice. Absolutely. You know, last week I gave it a nine, nine and a half. I think, I think it was pretty, you know, the, the, the first three, episodes because of the long story arc and because of all the the stories that they were telling between the current you know story thread with andor and his flashbacks um i think they tied up fairly well so i i gave it a pretty high rating um because of that um i mentioned that this episode um you know when it ended it ended abruptly and i really wanted more because i you know obviously they're going through their um they're training and they're getting ready for this mission and obviously you know next week we're going to see it um but i i i think i might be with steven as far as a seven but i do get excited um uh, when shanti gave it a 10 so i'm gonna move mine up to like an 8.362 if that if that's allowed um, are you the russian judge yeah 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 so you know i i'm i'm um 
I'm seeing a lot of comments from folks on the internet and um, as with any Star Wars, it's like all over the place, but I think mostly I've seen some very positive feedback on the show. And I know one of the things that people complain about or not complain, but one of the things that people talk about, let's, uh, I guess, let's, let's keep this uh, uh, positive, um, is the fact that it's not, like Steven said, it's not Star Warsy. And um, I know a lot of people um, kind of want to see a little bit more Star Wars and a Star Wars, but I find the series so different and so um, incredibly well made that that type of thing doesn't bother me. Um, Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put up this this double comment on here that kind of uh, illustrates that. But I want to talk about that. What makes a Star Wars a Star Wars? And we've got uh, one of our followers, Alfie Molinaro, not just great Star Wars series, but great show on its own. Definitely the best Star Wars series so far. This show has a story to tell, not just a means of getting two characters together at the end. The visuals, dialogue, etc., are amazing. Uh, a lesson in taking your time. And I totally agree with that. Um, the second follower here, Ed Scaife. Hello there as a fan. I can say that I'm thoroughly enjoying this new story unfold. I'm not one to delve too deep into Star Wars lore, so I never have extensive knowledge of all the characters beyond what I see and hear. Uh, it's an exciting new chapter. Hashtag Red5. Thank you very much for the hashtag. Um, obviously, we are part of the Red5 network, and thank you so much. But what... Uh, w- I guess some people are very uh, surprised at the fact that, um, you know, this is not, you don't see uh, stormtroopers. You get excited uh, just to hear uh, a TIE fighter. Um, this is the outskirts of where the Empire is really not um, really entrenched in, in, in society and you're seeing other people's problems. Um, is, that, is that a problem for a Star Wars structured like this? What do you guys think? It's definitely not a problem. Uh, there is so much Star Wars at this point on the sort of a la carte, you know, menu option. Like this is this is just another offering for all of those sort of deep lore nerds who have always wanted to see more of what everyday life is like uh, in the Star Wars galaxy. Like that's that's for a certain kind of fan, and it clearly based on the tone of the show, it's it's for going to be for older fans mm-hmm. um, who want to see. What is Star Wars like if you Game of Thronesify it a little bit? But in terms of the the vibe, like what makes it Star Wars? I, I, I think it has to be this sort of simmering spirituality element to it. There has to be like a form of mysticism in what people feel as Star Wars. For example, Rogue One, even Rogue One had you know, the kyber crystal necklace, you had, you know, Jen kind of, you know, learning and wanting to say, like, may the force be with us. By the end of the movie, you had Chirrut Umwe and, and you know, uh, that that awesome relationship and, and those spiritual monks. So like, even in Rogue One, you had that. Um, in this, what's going to make it Star Warsy? I have no idea besides probably just, you know, tossing hand grenades at stormtroopers. And that's, that's great. Like it's going to be a different, different vibe. Right. You always have, you always have something to say. I think, and uh, we started to see hints of it in, in this episode, uh, which is that, uh, well, the omnipresence of the empire, right. We already Mm -hmm. talked about that. Just that not what, not even two seconds of, TIE fighters flying over, um, that that was almost scary, the, the seeing and feeling those TIE fighters fly over for that one second. So the mm-hmm. so the omnipresence of the Empire and that uh, general feeling of futility from the rebellion, uh, like going back to Rogue One, you know, they, they didn't want to send anybody to Scarif because they're like, these guys have weapons of mass destruction, we don't. Uh, and you're also so you're feeling that sense of futility uh, from, you know, Mon Mothma uh, and, uh, you know, they're they're name dropping uh, already in this one. Um, and, uh, you know, for the uh, for the who was it, uh, Ed, that said he wasn't too deep into the lore uh, that gave us that comment. Um, she mentions uh, Sly Moore 
was one of yes. the was was going to be one of the dinner guests and uh i'm not sure if it's still a thing but at least on the old uh star wars uh data bank i think it was called um you know slymore's uh you know works directly for the emperor and uh has psychic abilities um mm-hmm. which is why the emperor kept sly around um so you know her having dinner and you might hear rumors or you might get the feeling that this person has extra abilities for her to have a, a dinner party with somebody with psychic abilities and she's trying to start a rebellion. Well, that's going to scare the shit out of you to have that person at your dinner table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so starting to feel like, and then of course we know that Saul's going to be in this, uh, but just the, the, you know, that overwhelming feeling that they that they must have had trying to take on the empire. So, um, yeah, I don't think the I'm not I'm not sure about the mysticism in this, but uh, this is more along what what I like to see, which is the the wars aspect of Star Wars. So, and, and obviously the politics, and we already saw the infighting at the ISB and stuff like that. So, yeah, and uh, the idea of like military contractors, you know, yeah. for for the real world, right? Like the United mm-hmm. States as an empire doesn't deploy only its soldiers to deal with its problems. Right. And it doesn't just fill its military bases with Marines. Um, you know, there's a there's a robust culture out there of military contractors and mercenaries. Um, and there's there's a great story to be told there with the galaxy is too big just for stormtroopers. And so you you contract security forces, and if they lose control, then you send in the real empire. <laughs> and that that guy Karn, like his boss, he was a slacker. But he was right. You yeah. turn in good reports to keep the mm-hmm. empire out. Uh, yeah. But Karn is an imperialist. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I see Karn's um, character almost. Um, I think he's. A, I think he's on the fence. I mean, you know, he uh, he was um, chased back home to mommy. He's a bootlicker. He's a bootlicker. He's heading back to mom's basement to do whatever. Probably start a podcast or something. But, uh, <laughs> a, but YouTube, a YouTube show. A YouTube channel. But it's interesting because, you know, he's uh, he's definitely thinking about stuff. And I, I almost feel like he's thinking of, of the futility of being so um, by the book, uh, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to the loyalty of his corporation, because they weren't loyal back. And I'm wondering if his arc will be that, you know, he he joins the uh, or, or, you know, he becomes imperial or he becomes an imperial sympathy uh, sympathizer. um, And then that doesn't work either. And he gets broken even more, which will bring Mm -hmm. him into uh, the rebellion. And he turns into um, a rebel at that point. So we'll we'll, he's an interesting character. I think um, out of all the new characters, I think he I'm very interested to 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 see where he uh where he turns out i mean he knew what the ramification ramifications were going to be i still maintain that on some level i think he wanted the empire to take over at that point yeah. so that's what that's what i'm looking forward to seeing if it if, you know if that ends up panning out and i did love when he went back to his mom's slapped across the face and then a hug yeah. i was like i felt like we were like in new york or something it was like brooklyn yeah. <laughs> oh god you know, I was listening to uh, Rebel Force Radio, and they were talking about somebody had mentioned uh, the symbolism of him getting in the elevator and um, going down. Oh and yeah. he was, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, that symbolizes his character being, mm-hmm. um, you know, not the top tiered echelon, you know, citizen that he was kind of a, just a recruit and not that he was yeah, brainwashed or anything. Be. But yeah, so it's it's interesting to kind of see that where he goes back down and and I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to be starting from scratch, like mentally, ideology-wise, um, mm-hmm. to kind of re-examine where he's at, at uh, in his career oh. at this point. I think he's about I to go. Remember. I think he's about to go into the deep end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I don't like know. If, I don't know if it was Tina or Melanie because the three of us were having a conversation. There's a thread somewhere on Twitter where we were saying that we're wondering if him and crazy-eyed blonde lady. If he's going to end up working for her. I'm sorry. She has nutty eyes. Yeah. So uh, we were wondering maybe. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Played by Denise Go. And Denise Go. Um, no, I definitely I, think he's going to go work for the, for her because he's a, yeah. he's a yeah. true, he's a true believer. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you were talking about sort of his, 
like going back down like echo eco socioeconomic status um so he's like going back down to his old life going mm -hmm. back down to the slums of of his world and star wars propaganda the book by pablo adago talks a lot about how the empire was a vehicle for people to rise up out mm -hmm. of poor stations in life, bad neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. And I think he's definitely one of those people who looked at the empire as the rise of order um, mm -hmm. and an opportunity. So I think he's about to get even more radical uh, now that rebels have disrupted his career. Mm -hmm. And I think he, wa he wants to go work for another true believer, which would be uh, Miro yep. uh, and the actual empire, not the rent-a-cops. Makes sense. Right. Um, speaking of ISB, what do you guys think of, uh, major, uh, Partagaz? I, I love those scenes and, you know, what you see, you know, if you look at the, you know, just the scenery, first of all, the juxtaposition of, you know, vibrant colors across the universe. Mm -hmm. And then you get into this Imperial office and it's all white and they're all wearing the white uniforms, very sterile, almost a hospital feel to it uh lifeless as compared to the rest of the the galaxy and you're talking about it's on coruscant now so mm -hmm. you know the heart of the galaxy as it were is it's lifeless um so that's very symbolic there um, but what i like about that is he's very old school uh in his methods uh or in his beliefs i should say and they're at the point where they feel that they're untouchable um, he doesn't want to go chasing every single lead that they have. Um, and you know, he wants verified data and stuff like that, not just mm -hmm. gut feelings and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I, I love the infighting, uh, that you see there, you know, all the, the power grabs, uh, within mm -hmm. the empire. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, just the fact that the empire feels like they're untouchable is, is it's pretty awesome. Yeah. And um, he has a conversation with Miro regarding, um, you know, after they had that, that little three-way conversation and then that one officer left and he basically told her, you know, you're doing a good job. And that's yeah. one of the reasons that people like you are brought in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I was reading somewhere, you know, obviously when we first see the empire, there was very, there were very xenophobic. There were hardly any aliens in the ranks. Obviously there were no women. They started to bring women in. And I think, um, I think this might be a, um, I guess a, a reference to, to that, um, that notion that, uh, you know, the empire is opening itself up, yeah. um, maybe, uh, too little, too late. I don't but think that I, technically is though. Okay. Like it, it is in real world casting. It's, it's opened right. up. Sure. Right. The way, the way that star Wars lore has been structured for decades now is that we have plenty of stories of female officers um, in all parts of the timeline. It's just kind of a, it's a fact of the seventies and the eighties that like, right. yeah, there just weren't any women, right. women in the movies, but there have always been women in the empire. They didn't discriminate. So it's kind of us transplanting our sure. problems onto mm -hmm. star Wars. They don't have our problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think that's, that's how I feel with the whole stormtroopers can't shoot. It was just, it was, it was, you know, it was kind of like plot armor back then. Right. And then, right. and then we took it and brought it into the universe where it, it's kind of like an annoying thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I wanted to put up another screenshot of something that I saw earlier and I wanted to get your guys take on it because, you know, we are kind of um, talking about how some people feel that Andor is boring. Um, so this uh, where did I get this from? Space.com. Um, Andor is intelligent, enthralling sci-fi that should make other studios take note. Um, I'm going to start with Brad on this. What do you guys think of that comment? Um, I think this is going to be the bar. I can tell you, uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to see the rest of the series till December, but I'm already looking forward to binging it in December. Um, I think if it stays on track on par where we're with what it is doing right now uh, i think it is going to be the bar for star wars and again you know i don't say that as fanboy or, or shill we already had that couple that episode a couple weeks ago uh we've been openly critical about plenty of star wars material 
Um, I think this is much more engaging than what the Mandalorian was. And I will, I will, I'm, I'm going to put it out there and I'll say that Andor greater than Mandalorian. I think it, I'm going to make a prediction on that. I, I agree. Think, I've been I, saying I, that I, from I day one. Is, I mean, controversial. Seeing, seeing, seeing the trailers of what's to come, you know, we see some of the space battles and so, some of the sure. action that's to come based off the story so far. And then you introduce those uh, action elements. I think this is going to be much more engaging. Like we can only take so much uh, random bounty uh, babysit the, the kid, right. You right. Know, babysit the kid. Don't get the kid hurt. Uh, another bounty. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. We can only, I can only take that formula so many times. Yes. It was, you know, beautiful and it's a fun show but as far as rewatchability I'll, i will probably rewatch andor much i i still haven't rewatched mandalorian ever um i will definitely mm-hmm. probably rewatch andor as soon as i can so yeah i think by the time it's all said and done it'll be better material than the mandalorian and obviously boba fett as well yeah you know we we had our issues with some of the other star wars shows but yeah I, i've been saying that andor is going to be um the uh, the gold standard for Star Wars streaming going forward because yeah. it is just it's it's diff it's so different and so serious in tone um, and like Brad said I mean you know uh, little Grogu was cute for like the first two minutes but let's move on now well, I think this is this is the tension of Star Wars generationally is sure th- there's always the the debate of who is Star Wars for is it for kids or is it for adults. Well, in the new era, again, there's something for everybody. I'm not going to watch this show again with my family, probably. I will watch it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's the big difference is like, this is not a show that I think with your seven, 10, seven or 10 year old, like you're going to watch more than this one time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we're both enjoying it, me and my 11 year old, but uh, the Mandalorian is more fun. Uh, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. is something that you watch as a family, so different things you know it's just yeah. for a different 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 cut of the audience and there's nothing wrong with that yeah and obviously since star wars has been around for so long you know we've got so much media now that uh mm-hmm. you can pick and choose um based on who you are and what you like um but Where yeah i mean life you know <laughs> right um but yeah it's uh i mean it's interesting but as far as um you know, something that studios should uh, should pay attention to. I mean, Shanti, what do you think about that? We talk about movies all the time and how um, things are going in, in the movie business. But as far as studios, um, do you think like the, even the other Star Wars creatives are like taking a look at some of the reactions that the fans are giving Andor and saying, wait, 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 hold on a second. What, what's going on? I what think, are they doing I that we're we not? Should. Yeah, I mean, I think we should. And we've all, we've already kind of discussed this, that at least on my end, I am not, again, it could be what I follow on Twitter and what I engage with, but I'm really not seeing the normal battling that's going on between Star Wars fans for this show like we've seen with other ones. We've seen a lot of back and forth with Kenobi. We saw definitely a ton of back and forth with Book of Boba Fett, you know, on both sides of the extreme. This one, I I feel like I'm really not getting any discord on this one. So, there's something to be said about that, and I think they should be paying attention. And again, I love you, Techie, but TV is where it's at right now. Throw that movie budget. You know, you've got someone like Stellan Skarsgård, who is a mm. seasoned actor, coming in and willing to be in a Star Wars project. So clearly, you can go that route. And we talked about this on Spaces. I think Game of Thrones really proved that, you know what? If you throw these budgets at these TV shows, you can really, really, really create something absolutely beautiful and cinematic for TV. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, more and more people are heavy into the streaming. And as much as I would hate to see movie theaters shut down Mm -hmm. right now, we're in a second golden age of TV and people want that great production value and they want that kind of thought being put into a TV show now. We just don't Dragon, want Dragon something buddy. mindless and, you know, some mindless dribble. We, we, I want something intelligent. That's why I'm enthralled with this. Sure. And we talked about it. I loved the politics of the prequels. Mm-hmm. I like knowing yes. what makes things tick and how things, how intricate things have been 
you know, all the backstory and the underbelly of everything. So that's why for me, this is perfect. This really is like the born identity of, of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be action every two seconds. So sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's there has know, to be it's a not going to be action. No, you, right. Yeah. How else do you infiltrate without? You know, you can't be making a ruckus. So you right. got to treat it like you're in the CIA. Think of it like a CIA type of thing. It's got to yeah. have that intrigue and mystery. And yeah, it definitely plays like an HBO, um, you know, spy yeah. drama. Mm -hmm. um, very, you know, like I mentioned, very, very serious tone. Um, Steven, you were commenting on Dragon Buddies. Yeah, I just I think Dragon Buddies comment that steering away from legacy characters is always the better way to go is is right. You're you're gonna get less gnashing mm -hmm. of teeth and less argument sure. when you're not violating sacred territory. Mm -hmm. um, the only legacy character we're dealing with here is Mon Mothma, and she's yes. uncharted territory. Sure. Yes. That, that True. she has she has almost no on-screen legacy and I'm not counting the animated shows. So like mm -hmm. there's nothing there's nothing to ruin necessarily. <laughs> um so like it's great. Um and that's that's always safer for Star Wars and and better. Agree wholeheartedly. I'm going to put up a comment from Geo uh, G-forcing G-force racing 20 that um, I find interesting and hello and thank you for joining us but I wanted to talk about it because I want to maybe see if you guys um, have a take. I can't put my finger on it, but there is something cinematically different about Andor that takes me out of the story. Oh, interesting. Cursing. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, but not cursing for sure. Um, and we talked about that, but um, I find it, I find it completely the opposite. I think mm -hmm. there is something cinematically different about Andor that pulls me in so deep that I forget about everything else. I am like there. Um, mm -hmm. And I had posted earlier in the week that I don't think Star Wars fans have seen anything as cinematically rich uh, visually in Star in, in Star Wars for a long time. And this is it. What do you guys I, think? I could I could see that. I mean, we kind of talked about it last week. I can I can definitely agree with that comment. I kind of said as much last week with the first three episodes. You know, there are parts, you know, with the 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 brothel in the first episode and the 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 bubble people on the on the street or whatever the hell that the was red light red light um, district the, yeah the Star Wars red light district so I can kind of see that and I thought we definitely there was a transition in this last episode in episode four and to G Force I think on this comment I would just urge patience because again if you've seen the commercials or you know trailers for the you know the episodes that are to come I think it's going to look much more Star Warsy, as we get into the middle of the series and obviously towards the end. So I, I can definitely relate to that comment, but I, I think just hang in there and I, you'll get the full gambit when we're, when we're done with it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to let Steven um, comment on that because that's a, a really great thing. I mean, this, this thing, it, um, I think it, it has such a scope. Um, there are shots that stay on longer, um, and I've been asking for them since you know, since watching a lot of the Book of Boba Fett stuff. It's like you wanna you wanna see more of the environment. You wanna be able to kind of dive deep in. Um, but what do you think about that comment, um, Stephen? And I know uh, we're gonna cut it short for you, um, but uh, I wanted to give you a, a final opportunity to to chime in here. Yeah, about like the the something about the show that like you can't put your finger on about whether mm -hmm. or not it keeps you in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I. So I, I would also say like I can't articulate it and I can't put my finger on it, but there is something, there is something so alien about it as a Star Wars property mm -hmm. that I am sitting there thinking a lot about it. So you know when you you pop on the Mandalorian, I think for example, you immediately like the the Star Wars part of your brain is lit up. You know exactly what you're watching and it feels completely familiar yet new. Uh, Andor, because particularly with these first three episodes out in the middle of the, the mid to outer rim and no touch of the Empire, you were kind of sitting there like thinking about it the whole time. What am I watching? What am I watching? Uh, when, when am I going to see a clone trooper? When am I going to see something? And so therefore, I was in my world and I was in my head and I wasn't lost in the galaxy far, far away. So I think that that's maybe the reason why because it's just so fresh <laughs> um yeah. but i think i think that's going to decline 
the deeper you go into this show and the more you're surrounded by the Senate, alien creatures, stormtroopers, and, you know, and or infiltrating a facility where he's going to, you know, steal, steal some Imperial payroll cash. So I think that first three episodes is maybe a, an outlier. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens as this rolls out. I know we are, uh, what, three, four episodes in. We're, we're kind of at the halfway point. There's 12 episodes or, you know, third way down the road. Um, but also, Stephen, thank I, you. Uh, just on that, uh, I'm going to make it one more prediction here. I think that this whole job that they're doing right now is a diversion uh, because they already called it. I think we're going to see some plot twists. Remember how we saw, you know, even the rebellion uh, intelligence they had different uh, ideas oh, yeah. on what, what should happen. Right. I think that this, you know, because they called it a suicide run because they're not going to make it very far. Uh, I think that this might actually be a diversion to something else that the rebels are planning. So I think I think, I think there right. might be some I think there might be some good plot twists there coming. It up. is not it's not payroll. No. Right. No, no, no it's yeah. not money. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, such like, a boring. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a boring. That was such a cover. <laughs> You would assume that the Empire at this point has direct deposit, and they don't need to ca- have They definitely have central banking, and I can tell you. And it's paid by weekly. It's not even behind blockchain technology. Come on. Right. Give me a break. Exactly. Um, y'all, I have, to, I have to go early. I'm sorry I can't finish out the broadcast tonight. Um, no problem. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure, Thank Steve. Thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure. Have a good Welcome night. anytime. Take care, Steve. Bye. He's the best. Awesome. He's nice yeah. Person. Such a nice guy. Um, what? What? Stop it, Jax. What do you think of Andor? He loves it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the elephant shit in the room. Um, I mean, Joker Voice's comment here. Our friend Joker Voice, he says uh, of, of Andor, he says it's pedestrian inserting profanity present day politics implied sex scenes where it doesn't belong this is not star wars rebels did it better and get off my lawn brad i would love to hear what you have to say okay <laughs> all right go go joker joker boys look at that all right <laughs> so i already posted something on twitter about cursing um but again, let's let's talk about content and who's the target audience for this, right? This, this is not a kid show. This is at least PG thirteen, yeah. as as far as a rating goes. Mm-hmm. Um, what do what do they? I don't know how Disney does. Disney do the mature thing? Does do they give a rating? I'm not sure. I can't remember. But, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm not even commenting on pedestrian because that couldn't be further from the truth. From the truth. Yeah. But uh, so, but as far as, um bad words again let's it's all about target audience and i will if you're in a military if you're if you are in in a in combat you are you are going to curse in combat now again you can say that's not star wars uh you, you know because they didn't do it in 77 um but i think it's realistic and i think they're going for realistic and gritty in this one um i've i mean i've I don't know. I like I said, I didn't even catch the shit the first time until we talked about it. I didn't realize he said it. But anyway, uh, as far as the real world politics, I disagree with that. Um, you know, we've talked many times. I don't like the insertion of what is clearly real world politics. Um, you know, in into sci-fi and into, into fictional stories, and I'm not seeing that with this show. Um, we again these these issues of. Uh, xenophobia, racism, that sort of thing. Um, uh, you know, I- imperialism. I mean, they're literally they're literally imperials. Uh, so imperialism. We've talked about that since A New Hope. Sure. Um, so those, I don't see anything that would indicate that they're inserting real world politics into this. Uh, what, what was the rest of it? Not um, it, oh, uh, it, sex, I, I, sex scenes, implied sex scenes. Oh, God. Uh, I Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's 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 it all about the target audience. Uh, you know, this is Disney making adult content. You know, right. if if you want to watch Clone Wars and Rebels, and if that's what level you want to stay on, then stay on that level. 
Um, you know, those of us who are now getting older want the mature storylines. Absolutely. Um, you I know, I, I can't stay engaged with all the kitty type storylines. I can't do it. Um, Same. So, I, you know, was the shit necessary? No, but I don't think it took anything out of the scene whatsoever. He was reacting to what was going on. Sure. So, I mean, that may have not been in the script for him to say that, and they just they just kept it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think it's far from pedestrian, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Heck, DeLorean's got a great comment. This new Star Wars is for the boys with the big bolas. <laughs> uh, I Tina, agree. Tina, Tina's comment is accurate. Uh, you know, this uh, oppression... Uh, relocating people, you know, they they right. have resources on that planet. Well, we need it more than you do. Oh, you have mm-hmm. oil. Uh, so they, uh, you know, they kick them out of their homes. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, so you can't, you know, if the, the actors or anybody on the crew has their own politics, sure, but uh, I can differentiate that. I, I don't see it being inserted into the show. I mean, yes, if and Diego like, feels that way, sure. Yeah. But I don't I don't see that, at least as of right now, being needlessly inserted into the show. And like you said last week, um, if it's inserted, it's it's almost like surface level. They're not like shoving it down your throat. It's no. just, you know, it's it's it is what it is. And Star Wars obviously has always had that sort of thing, um, you know, embedded into its DNA. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's done in a way, especially in, in Andor that, uh, you know, it fits the story We're we're dealing with, uh, you know, political intrigue and, uh, the, the start of the rebellion, um, an insurrection, um, you know, over a, uh, an, an empire. So right. it, it, it fits. It does. Um, yeah. Um, I, I want to do a quick shout out because uh, you talked about kitty stuff and uh, mm-hmm. I do want to um, uh, commend um, Josh Sith Care Bear for uh, going back and watching Resistance as we uh, suggested for him to do last week. So thank you very much, Josh. Good that's kiss. something that's something I still haven't done. Good job, Josh. <laughs> Good job, Josh. Yeah. I've, I've watched one episode and I couldn't do it. So. I had a, my son was of age, so uh, we watched uh, both seasons together. So I guess that's the only way you can do it. Um, somebody had mentioned, um, I guess, tail end of what we were talking about regarding the, the feel and look of this show. Mm-hmm. And um, you're not going to put up Melanie's um, post here uh, regarding the sets. And um, I think the sets, the uh, obviously the location shooting has been phenomenal. Um, not shooting in the volume, and that's one of the things that kind of that that was actually for me one of the things that draw drew me out mm-hmm. of Book of Boba Fett because it looked like a fan film to me. Yeah. Um, not so much for, with Kenobi. I think um, I think for the most part Kenobi looked. Um, better than Book of Boba Fett, but what yeah. drew me out of Kenobi was some of the storyline that uh, just didn't make sense. But Andor really has, um, as we all stated, a very interesting and rich look and feel that um, obviously, I don't know, it, it's uh, it's very different than what we're used to when it comes to Star Wars because we're always, we're either on um, you know a ship, um, but we are getting to, to see you know, regular people's environments. Um, we have a scene, you know, wonderful scene with Mon Mothma in her dining room, mm-hmm. um, a hallway when she comes back. Uh, she gets into her space Cadillac, which was I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, I, Ro, I texted you. Well, you know, after I, I almost spoiled the show for you because I, I couldn't wait to talk about <laughs> it. Um, but you know, when when they're making that trek uh, across Aldani, uh, mm-hmm. you get some serious you know, Afghanistan, 1980s freedom fighter feel to that. Um, Cause, and you know, put, it's pretty much the same situation where you had the, you know, Afghani people, which is close to Aldani, Af- Afghani people fighting against the Russians where you have, you know, a very, I'm not going to say primitive, but you know, they, they didn't have all the advanced technology that the Russians had. So that's very comparable where you have the, the folks in Afghanistan trying to take on an invading empire. 
And uh, I, I really got that feel from when, and it was, I thought it was a great use of, of scenery and, you know, as they were walking through and I, like we said earlier, seeing those TIE fighters flying over. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. What the hell is Jax doing? I don't know. <laughs> Can you calm down? I agree 100% with Dave with that comment that he just made. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Revenge of the yeah. Sith doesn't get, doesn't get any worse than that. Um, Brad, you had me remind you, or you had me remind us that we should talk about. Oh yeah, I told you something. Looking... <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I forgot you what it was. Said many things. Yeah. Um, let's see. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, uh, the mention of Mimban. Oh yeah. Mm. So, um, so we talked about staying away from legacy characters and stuff like that, but the way that they are name dropping. Yeah. on this is amazing because it's not like gratuitous mm -hmm. um but you know Mimbin now you've just tied this series to both the Clone Wars uh the Clone Wars cartoon the uh comic books from back in the day that were on the Mimbin but also Solo mm -hmm. uh you know because when when you know he got kicked out of the Imperial Flight Academy those scenes that you see next where he meets Beckett that's Mimbin that they're mm -hmm. fighting on and as you know now look at that conversation that they're having they had you guys fighting each other look at that mm -hmm. scene that, that that they were in you couldn't see shit in that scene it was just gunfire everywhere um so now you've you've attached this movie to solo as well which is awesome so now you've made the galaxy that much smaller and uh you know they mentioned uh you know ryloff Mm -hmm. um and you know that's obviously uh where the uh all, all the twi'leks are are from that's uh um where harrison doula and and her dad uh where where they've been fighting so they mentioned ryloff um so i think they're doing a great job name dropping and and making the politics and the war seem very real yeah and they mentioned scarif come on brad and they mentioned like we we talked about i hope this uh engineer quote engineer from coruscant yeah. maybe it's krennic maybe it's galen that'd, that'd be cool yeah um, that would yeah. be cool but uh, i would love that before i forget you know we uh dragon buddy mentioned uh easter eggs um those are all easter eggs my favorite for anybody that caught it was that uh when he had the sky blue kyber crystal and uh that was from <sighs> uh a, a kawadi which so mm -hmm. uh Kawat itself is a, is an easter egg obviously the folks on Kawat are the ones that make the star destroyers um but he talks about it was a symbol from when they fought the rakadan empire most people probably didn't catch what that meant or anything but the rakadans if you played star wars the old republic or knights of the old republic that is that giant empire that is, was advanced beyond you know just about anything so to mention something from Star Wars, the Old Republic is just badass. Yeah. Uh, so I'm glad we got they just just mentioning Rakadin what, what was awesome. They did a really good job on this one. Yeah, they actually there's you know, I think somebody had said that uh, you won't get a lot of Easter eggs, uh, but this last episode was oh, like yeah, of them. Funny. Um, you had uh, the Star Killer suit in the background. There was a Mandalorian suit on the table in the foreground as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then somebody, I have yet to see it, but there are screenshots of some small um, carbonite units, and one of them has uh, the whip from Indiana Jones encased in it. I, I didn't even see the Star Killer. Oh, so I gotta I go back and watch it again. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty prominently when they actually go back when um, Luthen and um, Mon Mothma go in the back to talk like secret stuff. Yeah, they go they go right past it, and then the the camera just holds for for a few seconds longer as and you see it. Um, it's the suit, wow. but it's got some extra like wings or or, or crowns behind it. But nice. it's uh, it's definitely uh, the uh, Star Killer suit, That's which awesome. is uh, interesting. Um, when are we gonna go back to Tatooine? <laughs> I miss Tatooine. I, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> No, I do not. I don't mind tattooing. I don't either, but... Uh, I, I understand people's... Uh, yeah. 
Uh, one more comment I'm going to put up here. Um, our follower, the dog oh, father, is rewriting the rules of what can be done with the Star Wars franchise. My favorite of the TV shows so far. Best since The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. That is pretty heavy. That that's is pretty bold. deep. That's bold. That mm -hmm. is very bold. But you know what? I agree. Whoa. So mm. best, did you just say best Star Wars content since ESB? Is that yeah. what you just said? That's what he said. No, is that what you no, said? What do you say? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Um, because, you you of my, because of my rose-colored glasses um, mm -hmm. and, and how I love The Empire Strikes Back, I would say yes. But obviously, you know, Rogue One is fantastic. Um, Clone Wars is equally fantastic. So, you know, there's a caveat there. I agree, um, with, I agree with DB best since Rogue One. Yes. Sure. I'll go yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Andrew, no, I, I, I don't. But, um, you know, <laughs> I guess we're, you know, we're splitting hairs here. <laughs> um, no, but I think it's I think it's great. I think it's time uh, to cancel row, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it's time to cancel me. Yeah. Um, let's see. What is, did I have another comment here? Um, yeah, no, our friend Tina. The set design costume of the characters are phenomenal. Mon Mothma is gorgeous. I love that she's back. She's such I a great love actress that well. she's back. She's such yeah. a great actress. Yeah. Story is intriguing, and Stellan Skarsgård character Luthen definitely elevates the show. I would have yeah. to agree. Oh, and they, and they they mentioned her home planet of Shandrilla as well. Yeah. Yes. That's that another. Did. So that's that's mm -hmm. amazing too. Yeah. Yeah, the acting has just been phenomenal. <laughs> the acting has just been absolutely phenomenal. I love it. Um, Brad, I am so sorry that you won't get to see the rest of this until I you return. Know. Yeah, that's uh, that it's sucks. Gonna, it's already gonna be a long couple of months, and that's gonna make it that much longer. Yeah, but um, as soon as you get back, please text me, watch it, um, it. definitely talk about it, and then. Uh, looking forward to your return because uh i don't know man like i said i i um i have a feeling that this is going to uh i mean it's already you know a, a, it's already a better flavor of star wars for me than um than a lot of the stuff that we gotten uh for various reasons <clears throat> um you know i really hope that come award time <laughs> that this show does not get uh ignored there are, yeah, there are a lot of great performances and mm -hmm. not only performances, but as we mentioned, the look and feel of this show um, years ago when it was announced that the production designer for um, the HBO show uh, that was called uh, Chernobyl was coming to, to this show. Mm -hmm. um, I was super excited because I thought Chernobyl looked amazing. Um, it had that that gritty um look to it it had that you know george lucas always talks about the used universe the the, the used um environment and um chernobyl definitely had it so when they said that the production designer and their team were coming to to work on on star wars and obviously rogue one was already a favorite of mine mm -hmm. um i was really excited and it shows there <laughs> are so many wonderful wonderfully detailed shots and the the color palette of this show is um although it's a little toned down you know it's not as colorful of a palette as the book of boba fett the book of boba fett almost seemed cartoony and i know a lot of people have equated the book of boba fett as just a live action you know clone wars or rebels animation which i don't I, need anything to be like boba fett yeah <laughs> I, it feels like I, they literally filled it at Disney World. That's I, what Book of Boba yeah. Fett felt like. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the the look and feel of this is Rogue One. We talked yes, about that ahead of time, one, which makes sense. So absolutely, yeah. I would want it to be on par with that. Absolutely, uh, totally agree. Um, all right, so you know, this was a uh, single episode, episode four. I think we've covered a couple of things that uh, that we talked about. Um, Josh, thank you for joining us at the end here. Oh, I got a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Who do you think the most important person is that Mon Mothma is going to interact with on this show? You think there's going to be any legacy characters that she might interact with? 
Yes. Um, I would say an easy one would be bail. Yeah, I would have yeah. to say bail. I don't I know who thought, else it would be. Man, could you imagine if she had a conversation with the emperor? I'm just saying that would be that would be freaking right. amazing. You mean you mean? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I thought you know if, if you know I there was a just for a split second when when she walked into her home. Could you imagine if the emperor had turned the corner right. as and he was just paying you know paying a senator or a visit? Mm-hmm. I mean, and he go and then he'll go pass the chips. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, that would be epic. I mean, while, while, she's, while she's trying to light off the rebellion, right? I don't think it's going to happen, but yeah. no, that would be amazing. Would be, oh man! I do think it's Bale though, because you know later on, obviously in Rogue One, they they get together and they're in cahoots, you know, secretly. Um, she says, uh, you know, maybe your Jedi friend can help uh, help us out. Yeah. So that you know, this is. You know, this has to be kind of like the start of that relationship, that connection um, between the two. You know, we, we know even from Kenobi, we know that um, that he's kind of working uh, in the background. Um, we see him at that little get together where um, I forgot who his. Uh... But to, to just to see the emperor talking to somebody, not, you know, not Vader, not Tarkin. But to mm-hmm. see him interacting with just another Somebody regular, yeah, another politician, mm-hmm. another senator, and to see like what effect he would have on right. that person would be ridiculous. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Steve says he thinks that Bale was already involved by this time. I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah. He he was, and I believe in the deleted scene of Re, of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, um, which may have made it into the Matt Smith, uh, mm-hmm. Matt Smith, Matt Smith book novelization of Re- uh, Revenge of the Sith. So yeah, he's already involved. Yeah, definitely. If this did happen, it probably wouldn't happen until the second season. But I just loved him so much. I would love to see Krennic pop up. Yeah, I. Yeah. But not until like the very end, mm-hmm. just to kind of do like what they did with Rogue One and connect it to Rogue One. Well, it would be interesting to see what or kind Galen. of. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what kind of cliffhangers um, are given to us at the end of this season, and then obviously at the end of the second season, which will be, yeah. you know, a direct tie into Rogue One. Um, yeah, because I read this was originally supposed to be five seasons, and then they cut it down to two. So I believe that that's all we're going to get is sure. this season and next season. That'll be it. Yeah, but yeah, looking forward to it. Me too. Um, okay. Any last thoughts? It's I, uh, the most re- it's the most rewatchable yeah. of the four live action because even as much as I love Mandalorian, the only one that I have rewatched is episode one of season one, and that was only to compare it to the first episode of Book of Boba Fett when we did our show. But yeah. other than that, I already watched the first episode of Andor three times. I saw it already for a third time today, so that just goes to show that that's how much I love it. It sure. is very rewatchable. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And, you uh, know, there's there's so much there that, uh, you know, even in this last episode, like Brad was saying, there's a lot of name drops. Um, yeah. You know, watch it with the captions on, too, sometimes, because you can yep. really miss some things yeah. if you don't watch it. Yeah, I watch um, it with the captions right off the bat. Yeah. Again, performances off the charts. Mm-hmm. Uh, visuals off the charts. Um, I don't mind, uh, you know, a cutaway or two of an AK-47. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Oh, you said shit. I said shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but Dank yeah. Ferret grow. Dank ferret. That's hilarious. So stupid. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm extremely jealous of you guys, but I'm also very excited for you guys. I'm glad you guys will get to enjoy the rest of this season. Uh, don't you dare spoil it for me because I'll be binging it as soon as I get back. Excellent. Please be safe, Brad. Please be safe, Brad. We're miss um, you so much. I'm so glad that uh, that Ian uh, kind of ruined your plans for not being here today. But uh, mm-hmm. thank you, Mother Nature. It's kind of odd, right? How many right. people are a lot of destruction? Sorry. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, if you're watching this in Florida, please be safe, and uh, we hope that uh, things start to. There's oh, a lot and- of damage down there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's bad, guys. It's it's really really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got family down in Fort Myers, and that, that was oh. pretty bad oh. down there. So Charles awesome. and Pat. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, and by the way, if uh, a couple weeks ago you guys want to pop, uh, just uh, I haven't forgotten you. Uh, I just haven't had time to go over there and mail them off. You might be getting them for Christmas, uh, but <laughs> they they are they are you know segregated from the rest of my uh, collectibles, so they they are safe. Uh, but uh, whenever whenever I can, those will get mailed out to you. But again, they Merry might be, Christmas. they might, yeah, they might be a Christmas present. Merry but Christmas. Haven't forgotten about you, just so you know. Excellent. Nice cool. Treat. Thank you so much, guys. Everybody in the chat, you guys have been wonderful. Thanks for um, coming on in and uh, giving us your hot takes and your hot cakes. Now I'm hungry. I need some pancakes. <laughs> but um, thank you guys. Um, next week, uh, after um, Wednesday, uh, when the show airs Wednesday, right? Not Thursday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, Shanti and I will uh, will take care of uh, reviewing episode five. Maybe we can get a guest. Maybe we can get yeah. Melanie on here. <gasps> Please calm down. Calm no, down. no. My love for Melanie runs deep, and I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, but uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Next week, another episode of Scarif Live. We are um, basically we're loving the show. It's uh, fantastic. It's great. Looks great. Um, not a lot of uh, not a lot of uh, thumbs down uh, elements uh, on this show for us, anyways. So uh, you saw, you heard our um, star ratings uh, last week and this week. And uh, big thanks to Stephen Kent for coming on and joining us. Oh, and speaking of which, earlier in the show when he was on, we noticed um, mm -hmm. that he had a wonderful little Yoda that I think he made mm -hmm. and um, he gave me the link. If you guys are interested in finding out more information about those Yodas, um, let me pop that up because I'm going to get one. Um, I think he's going to do some more characters, but uh, livingstarwars.myshopify.com. Um, head on over there and see what he's got. Um, but those, uh, that Yoda statuette that, uh, that was behind him was really, really great. And um I might actually get one. Yeah. Nice. And read his book too. It'll make you feel good. Ro, you got a lot of uh, volunteers for uh, guest, guest okay. spots. So you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a problem there. Excellent. Yes. All right. This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast, Shanti and Jax and Brad again. Like I said, be safe out there. Uh, please uh, extend our love uh, to Amy and uh, let her know that uh, we are here for her if she needs anything. Um, in the uh, in your absence, um, I can't throw out the garbage because it'd be just too far. <laughs> but um, if she needs anything, feel free to uh, have her contact us. Um, Brad says you won't be able to uh, join us for the next couple of uh, uh, what months? Two months. Two months. Wow. Damn. Um, last words, and uh, why don't you uh, take us words. out? Jeez. Was, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. I, I, yeah, I will be coming back, hopefully. <laughs> uh, so uh, I love all you guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of Andor. It's going to be amazing. Have a great weekend, everybody. May the force be with you. And that is the Scuttlebutts. listener just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the red five network family red five network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love so the next time you're itching for quality content make sure you head over to red five network.com you'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more all wings report in it's the red five network <laughs>